Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. How to get younger, naturally. That's what we're talking about today on The Shalene Show. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I bring to you one of my dearest friends, an expert, a licensed master sports nutritionist, a fat loss expert, and a high performance coach, my friend, Natalie Jill. Now, Natalie has helped hundreds of thousands of people around the world to get in shape. She's had best-selling books, workout programs. If you go to just about any retailer and pick up one of those pieces of exercise equipment, you'll probably see one of her images on it. She's been a fitness model, but she's really like one of my dearest, closest friends because she tells it like it is. And her approach is so real, which is why this is not her first appearance on The Shalene Show or even Build Your Tribe. As you'll hear in this interview, Natalie is 47 years old, but you would never guess it. She looks so freaking good. And I'm telling you, it's not just like in pictures. I see this girl up close and personal all the time, and she looks happy and healthy. And she looks younger today than she did five years ago. And in this interview, you will understand why and how she's done that, and what she's done to change her diet and her nutrition and her approach to living longer and looking better. And we get real. We talk about what it feels like to feel like you're in competition with younger women. We talk about how much longer it takes to get ready today. We talk about some of the stereotypes that feed into our own beliefs and sometimes can affect your mood and the way that you view yourself. We talk about Botox. We talk about weight loss. We talk about body image and habits and looking and feeling better. But most importantly, we talk strategy because it's important to me when you listen to one of my episodes that you don't just know what to do, but how to do it. Here she is. Natalie, thanks so much for joining me today on The Shalene Show. I can't wait to chat with you. (laughs) Which we have to say, true confession, we chat all the time. We (laughs) do. Lots of voice note chatting. So I feel like I received the audio download of your book, like directly personalized to me, which is why I'm so excited to share what you have to say with our audience. Yes. We've been having this conversation kind of privately before both of us started, you know, saying, gosh, a lot of people are dealing with this. Mm -hmm. I just am so excited about the direction and the title of your book and what you're doing right now to help women understand that You don't just have to sit in this boat and take it wherever it's taking you. It's really about taking control. So what what was the catalyst behind writing Aging in Reverse? Well, there's a couple things, really. One is that people would be shocked, and I know they do this with you too, about my age. Like I would meet people or they would find out my age, which is 47, and they'd go, what? You're 47? And to me, I thought, but why are they shocked by that? This is to me what 47 is supposed to look and feel like Mm. and be like. But I realized how many people were so enrolled with, you have to like let yourself go. You have to not be confident anymore. You're supposed to gain weight. You're supposed to be in pain. I saw that happening. So that was one reason. But then the second thing was what happened to me, Shalene, and it was about 17 months ago. 
I looked super fit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had the, had the abs and the core and, and I thought I was super fit and I thought I knew what to do to avoid lower back problems. And you know, many women, especially women listening, if they're in their 40s and 50s, they might have some degenerative disc disease. If you look at an MRI on anyone, you, there's... That's important to note. Yeah. As we get older. Now, some people might not feel it. Mm-hmm. Some people might. Just depends on your body and what you're doing and how functional you are. With me, I had lower back pain and I really prided myself with, but I know what to do. I have a strong core and I'm going to work my glutes and I'm going to take my lower back out of the equation. And I thought I had it all together. But what happened was I was across country filming a workout series for a company that I loved, but they were not my types of workouts. And I was way overdoing it. And I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing to keep my back healthy. And I pushed and I pushed and I was doing about nine hours of workouts. And I got the most painful back pain I've ever experienced in my life. It was worse than when you're, remember labor pains? I know it was years ago for us, but <laughs> yeah. labor pains, it, it felt like that and worse. And I didn't know what was wrong. I'm like, what's wrong with my back? And I kept doing, this was not what I'd recommend now, but I kept pushing through it. Like, I'm just going to mind over matter. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to show up the other people here and I'm going to do this. And I look the part, I should be able to do this. And I didn't know what had happened to me. And I kept working through it. And I went to bed that night. I woke up the next morning and my back had stopped hurting, but my right leg wasn't working. And what I mean is like when your pins and needles falls asleep kind of feeling, Oh yeah, I kept shaking my leg. Like what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? I want to work. I got out of bed and my right foot was dragging on the floor. Um, No. I don't know if you've heard of foot drop, but that's what I had. It's like your foot basically stops working and I was dragging it. (laughs) Like the inside of my foot's touching the ground. Girl, I remember you texting me went at that shoe. And it's funny how, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about mindset, but I remember you saying like, what am I doing here? Like, these are super young fitness influencers. It's, this doesn't make sense that I, I'm just as fit as them. I should be able to hang. Like what is going on? Please don't tell me this is (laughs) Yeah. And, and so, and I remember texting my husband, like my back hurts, my back hurts. He's like, just you know, just mind over matter. He's like pushing me too. And so I just, it wasn't, I wasn't doing the smart things. And I remember actually I had Myodol in my purse, like for period cramps and that's mm-hmm. all I had. So I kept taking Myodol. So then I had this <sighs> caffeine buzz on top of my pain and it just wasn't, it was not a good day. But so I, I get back to California and I go see my chiropractor, which I don't know why I did that first, but I went to my chiropractor and he's like, works on me. And he's like, I don't really know. I go home, I'm miserable in pain. And my husband insists I text my friend who's an orthopedic surgeon. So we text him with what's going on. And he's like, Natalie, you need an MRI right now. So I go get an MRI. He calls me in the office. He's like, this is urgent. I need to show you, you have the biggest ruptured disc I've ever seen in my career. And not only did it rupture out, it's wrapped around your spinal cord and it's cutting off the nerve down your right leg. And if you don't have surgery, like immediately, you're going to lose use of your right leg and you might actually lose use of your bowels and your bladder. And (laughs) Shalene, you know me, like I heard that. I'm like, I want surgery now. Like I'm not, let's go. So he sent me to a different surgeon. I had what's called laser endoscopic spine surgery. They removed the ruptured disc. They didn't do anything else to my spine. They just removed that. And I was left with a lot of thoughts. And this is what brings me to this book. I, the first thought that was coming up, and I know you can relate to this, was this, I had this big thought of feeling fake. Like, mm. oh my gosh, here I'm supposed to be this fitness expert, this person that knows a lot. And now look what I've done. And this mm. is embarrassing. Like, 
am a fraud. That's the first thing that came up. Sure. Did you have thoughts around, I was trying to do something that younger people can do, or maybe I need to slow down? I had this thought of why did I think I was, I had this so together when I I really don't, I had that. Mm -hmm. And then I, and I had this thought of more the opposite, like maybe I'm done. Maybe I should never work out again. Maybe I shouldn't, um, this shouldn't be my career. This shouldn't, shouldn't be what I'm focusing on. So it wasn't so much that I shouldn't have been doing that. It was more, maybe I shouldn't do it now. And maybe because I'm older and this has happened to me, like I just should give up. So it was more that side of things that I was dealing with. I think so many people will be able to relate to that. I remember my parents Mm -hmm. when we would go like water skiing or or snow skiing and they were like in their 40s. I'm saying, well, oh yeah, we used to do one, not now, when we were younger. And I remember (laughs) thinking like, is that what you're supposed to think? Because I knew they were perfectly fit and capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. But that mentality kind of becomes pervasive. Yeah. And what I realized is it's not that I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing, like doing the workouts was fine, but how I was eating and how I was taking care of myself really was not keeping me healthy. I was really stuck on Mm. just because I looked a certain way and that really wasn't health. I did have a ton of inflammation. I did have issues with my back. I was not treating my gut. I was not doing all the things I should be doing. Mm. So I believe that is a bigger reason why I got injured. So focusing on the physical aspect focusing Mm -hmm. on the aesthetic, oftentimes results in making dramatic changes to our workouts and and Mm -hmm. eating a certain way. And how did you figure out what it was you needed to do? And was there a fear that like, well, if I make these changes, I won't have these abs, which by the way, spoiler alert, Natalie's abs (laughs) put any 20-year-olds to shame today, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, no, I definitely thought that. And it's funny because I look at a picture of myself, you know, a few years back and I was like completely shredded and lean. I had like the veins on my abs. And like, I don't know mm-hmm. why I thought that was healthy because it's not <laughs> like, right. To eat like that. And to do what I was doing to my body was not healthy. And it, I might've felt like I looked good, but I was aging fast. When you eat like that, I mean, your yeah. face starts getting, you know, hollow, you get the veiny look, all that does age us. It doesn't look yes. good. And it's it not isn't natural. And it's so funny how social media has really projected this image of health onto okay. us so that we believe. And it's so completely against our nature, especially as a female, to be so lean that, as you've said, you've got striation in your abdominal yeah. muscles that it's so unnatural, which means, in other words, it's also so unhealthy. But yeah. it's, what we're, it's what's pushed out to us as health. So you decide what? What did you approach first? Were you thinking I've changed my workouts or my food? Well, first I had to get myself back out of a pity party because I was going into this depression of like, I don't, I'm a fake. I don't know what's going on. And when I, when I go through those moments, I always realize it's best to speak into it. So I shared it. I shared it on social media. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm struggling with. And when I did that, I felt authentic again and real. And that's what I needed to be. And I think so many times we hide things because we're afraid of how it's going to be perceived, but just being real and telling the truth is where the connection with people is. What is the difference between sharing your authentic truth, being honest and real about what's going on, and not slipping into that place where you're validating your own excuses? Yeah, there is a difference. So sometimes like in the moment, maybe it's better not to go on social media and go online. (laughs) This is so huge what you just said. Like sometimes you shouldn't do it in the moment. Explain to people what that means and how do you know when it's like, okay, 
Yeah, now I, yeah. I, I'm in a, the right place to talk about this. Yeah, like I didn't go on social media crying that I was struggling. I, what I did was I shared on social media, like, hey, I'm dealing with this. This is what just happened to me. I'm going to keep you all posted. This is the surgery I'm going to be taking on. I'm figuring a lot of things out right now. And I just kind of stayed in the moment of what I was doing right now. I didn't have to have all the answers for them. I think what happens on social media is we're so worried about what is our agenda or what are we trying to sell or what, are, you know, there's the, like, too big of a motive when yeah. just stick with right now, you can share that you're going through something and you're going to share as you're learning. That's okay. But, but just going down the victim road, I, I don't think that serves anyone. Mm, that's great. I don't feel that. So I started the journey to heal and I, and I, what, ha- what came up first for me was the amount of doctors telling me, you know what, you need to stop working out. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like, and I, I almost believed it, you know, like, okay, I, I can't. And, and that's such a big part of my life, not just for my career. I just enjoy it. Right. And to be told like, maybe you just shouldn't work out anymore. That wasn't going to work for me. And I started getting enrolled in it. It made me feel depressed. And that's when I first realized, wait a minute, that's a decision I'm making. I'm choosing to listen to people that tell me I can or I can't. And that was a big mindset exercise for me because I know whenever I have busted through something or beat the odds or changed something, it was because I decided to look for evidence of what I wanted versus what I was being told right now. What do you mean by look for evidence? I could find evidence from lots of doctors of why I shouldn't work out anymore and why there's nothing I could do about this or why I should be on painkillers or whatever. But I could also find evidence of other doctors that had alternative ways, that had ways that I could get healthy again, that had ways that I can improve my health that would allow me to work out again. So I had to dig a little deeper for that, but I was able to find evidence that there is another option. That's great. And why do we need evidence? Because we tend to, as humans, want validation for whatever we're thinking. So, And it's so evident with anything. Like If you think something's wrong with you, you could put it in Google and find other people having that same thing wrong with you. And then we feel like, all right, I'm validated. I'm right. (laughs) Like this is something wrong with me. Do you think people are guilty of doing that even with their friends looking for validation of the negative? Yes, all the time. And my gosh, my my slogan has always been excuses or solutions you decide. Mm -hmm. And some people get offended by that. But what I always say is, you know, by me validating excuses for you and saying, you know what, you're right, that sucks, that keeps you stuck right there. That mm. makes you feel good in a mm. moment, but it does nothing to help you improve or create a better possibility. It just keeps you stuck there. So to me, when we validate with that with friends, like, you know, we're not really helping them improve or get better. So then you change your mindset, you start looking for evidence. Doctors who were supporting that positive, optimistic, I think there's got to be a better way. I think there's something else going on here. And what did you find? Well, I started diving in first to diet and nutrition because what would come up, especially with naturopath doctors or they would say, you know, dialing your nutrition. And I would raise my hand with, well, wait a minute, I'm a best-selling author. I have an unprocessed your diet book. I know nutrition, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know nutrition like I know it now. What I thought was just eat natural, real foods great. That is a step one. But I didn't really think about what causes inflammation, what doesn't cause inflammation, what helps uh, reduce pain, what helps with healing, because all of that is really critical. And I never really looked at that. I looked at it from a place of fat loss and looking a certain way before not how we can feel and function. Inflammation is the word I want people to be thinking about. I mean, when you think about your health, 
if you start with inflammation and this will help us to eliminate disease and this will help us to live longer. And it just think of any negative side effects someone might be experiencing and you can probably trace it back to inflammation. Yeah. But for someone who's an unprocessed diet expert, mm-hmm. where did you find room for improvement or, and how yeah. did that, you know, you're like, well, I already eat an unprocessed diet. What yeah. did you learn? I am a celiac. So I will share that. So I was already gluten-free. But I would still eat grains sometimes. I would definitely eat dairy, uh, not gluten-containing grains, but I would eat grains. I would eat, I would eat dairy. I would eat vegetables and fruits. I just never really looked at like, how can I add in all these really great beneficial foods? Like, how can that help? And what should I be eliminating to try things? So like, for instance, I used to say, you know what? You can have dairy if, unless you're lactose intolerant. I would tell everybody that. Like, you can have it unless you're lactose intolerant. Well, when I started digging into dairy and inflammation, I didn't have to agree with it until I tried it myself on my body. <laughs> when I took mm. dairy out, my pain went away for me. Wow. So then it yeah. was, do I try that with my clients that are experiencing pain? And sure enough, they had that same end conclusion. Now, does that mean I'm going to tell everyone in the world, do not have dairy? No, I don't believe in that black and white statement for everyone. But for someone that is dealing with what I have or inflammation and pain, it would be something to try. So that was an example of something I had to shift and change. Can I tell you what I love about your approach? So many experts are telling us all the things we need to take out of our diet. And Mm -hmm. your book is just loaded with ideas of all the things you can add, all the things that are anti-inflammatory and just experiencing that diversity and how that improves your gut health. So talk to us about some of the foods that you love seeing people add to their diet. Oh my gosh. I love adding bone broth to diets, getting that collagen, helping with your gut health, helps with your skin, helps with joints, helps with everything. So anytime we can add bone broth is my favorite. I sip on it all day long. Just even from a fat loss standpoint, it keeps people full. I mean, eating Mm -hmm. it feels really good to have that. So that's a big one that I added in after. That was a big one. And then take experiencing... um, because dairy is a big one for people too. So taking out dairy was really scary to me, but then experimenting with like coconut milk and coconut cream and making like cashew cheese, things like that was really eye-opening to me. And then you get the benefits of coconut and cashews and other foods too. And delicious. Yeah. I, and I love that you've got some recipes in the book too, but where you're just kind of taking like a whole person approach and literally showing people like, here are some restorative exercises. We can all go to YouTube and download the next, you know, I'm going to kick your butt, hit mm-hmm. workout. But there just aren't enough people out there saying, okay, but here are some things that you need to do. Yeah. And it might not get all the likes on Instagram or be the hot download on YouTube, but here's what you need to do to help your body recover and restore. So what did you change about the way you exercise? That's such a great question. So I was the girl that never stretched and that never warmed up. Like I just like jump into my pull-ups. Like that was just crazy. Mm -hmm. And I, and I knew better, but I didn't do that. So now um, what I really do is I have this whole circuit, which I do feature in the book that I do to really activate the right things ahead of time so that I'm not feeling it on my back. I'm not feeling it in other areas. So for instance, like my hip flexors, like I used to ignore those pretty much, but we tend to, especially women have very tight hip flexors, especially if you've got lower back problems, Your, your hip flexors are constantly pulling on that. So learning how to stretch those out beforehand learning how to breathe correctly, which was not easy for me, <laughs> like, but really learning how to use your breath and really fill your diaphragm with that air and let it go to other areas was really a big change for me. And then stretching out 
things that like using a foam roller, really using a foam roller the right way to release your quads, to open up your chest. I mean, for everything, those are staples now. And then some various stretches that they and themselves are almost a workout. Like if you look at a dead bug type of stretch and hold, I mean, really when you do it correctly, you're really engaging your core the right way. You are taking that pressure off your back. You're really working your body. So in itself, that whole circuit I do can be a whole workout for people. So good. Foam rolling, OMG. I know. Y'all. And I get asked this all the time, like, I don't understand how to use a foam roller or what to do with a foam roller. <laughs> That's another reason why you want to pick up Natalie's book. But just all those exercises, even how you kind of demonstrate that a squat is going to look different on everyone, but here's what the alignment should look like on mm-hmm. everyone. And yes. I think that is super powerful. All right. If you're a regular listener of The Shaleen Show, pop quiz. What is a topic that I bring up in almost every single episode? Therapy. I bring it up all the time because not only has it helped me, it's helped my kids, my marriage, relatives, friends, associates. It's the way to get unstuck. And you're smart and you know that. And you're also very curious and perhaps a little reluctant to invest a ton of money into finding a therapist, or maybe you are a little weary about seeing somebody in your area, which is why my ears perked up when I heard about a service called Talkspace. So you know I checked it out, and it's really amazing. This is an online service that you access through an app, and within the same day, like literally the same day, based on how you answer questions, and you first work with someone who's like matching you with the right therapist and they ask you a lot of questions and you kind of go back and forth. And I thought it was very cool. At first I was like, oh, this is just an automated process. And then I realized based on the way I was answering questions that no, there was like a real live human on the other end who was evaluating some of the ways that I responded to my questions and they were following up with like, okay, well, can you explain what you mean by blah, blah, blah? It was really cool. So the way this works is they'll match you with a therapist the same day and you have unlimited amounts of texts and audio messages or pictures or video messages or whatever it is you want to do to communicate with your therapist. So no matter what you're going through, you've got someone there to help you make sense of it. And someone who's qualified, it's great that you're relying on your girlfriends, etc. But there are some things you shouldn't be talking to your parents about or your mom or even your girlfriend. They're private and you need to work through some things. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, And there are some things you just aren't going to talk to your friends about and they're not qualified to help you. I think this is a wonderful way for you to just give therapy a chance, like give it a try. Like this is a wonderful on-ramp. I mean, really, what's more important than your mental health, right? All right. So here's how you can sign up just for trying it out. You get $45 off of your first month, which by the way, you trying it out also helps to support the show. It helps keep the Shaleen show free while at the same time improving your mental health. So you'll go to Talkspace.com and enter the code Shaleen. Again, Talkspace.com. I believe it's when you check out, you'll enter the code Shaleen for your $45 off. Super affordable. And how awesome to have someone in your back pocket who's there for you to help you work through your stuff. Again, use the code Shaleen at Talkspace. Talkspace has helped over a million people to be happier. Why not you? I want to quote something in your book. You say, working towards skinny and focusing on a size or a number on the scale is subjective. It's unempowering. It's Uh discouraging. Uh Working towards stronger is measurable, positive, and possible. Yes. I love, 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 love. (laughs) 
Yeah. Tell me what you mean by measurable though. Yeah. So for starters, people always say, I want to be skinny. I want, but I'm like, what does that mean to you? Because everybody's definition of skinny is different. And do you ever really achieve that? Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. I also think I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the scale. I mean, the scale lies. I mean, wait, it doesn't measure muscle versus fat. It doesn't measure your bloat. It doesn't measure anything else going on. But True. when we focus on like how things are fitting, how we measure, that makes it different. But even better is to work on progressing your body. So I always take the example of like a chin up. So anyone listening, many of you listening, maybe can't even do a chin up yet, which is fine. But if you think about working towards one chin up or pull up, like the Mm -hmm. amount of force it would take to work towards one, and then eventually you get that one and then you can get to two and five and 10, and then maybe you pick up the speed or you do it more frequently. You're progressing now, you're getting stronger and your body does change as a result of that. But what you're focusing on is that goal and achievement of something that you can be proud of versus like letting the scale dictate what you're doing is right or not right. Because that really throws people off. They could be working towards stronger, then they get over on a scale and they're disappointed because of a number and then they give up. So true. And we're not thinking clearly about how inflammation is packing the pounds on, how oh my gosh. you ate the night before, you did a new workout or you ran six miles for the first time and well. then you get on the scale the next day and because you have muscle soreness, muscle soreness is muscle tissue damage yep. microscopically and that's going to draw water into the muscles to repair that tissue. And you're going to get on the scale and say, oh my gosh, I exercised yesterday and I weigh more. Forget it. Yep. And what you mentioned earlier too about adding, so with exercise and with workouts, I always say, focus on what you can add in versus, and and nutrition, what you can add in versus what you have to completely take away because it's a more positive way to, to think of things. So like with either one, like you can take nutrition so many times we think of a diet, like you can't have all these things. I'm going to say, focus on all the good things you want to add in, like more water, more of the nutrients, more of the good things. It makes less room for the bad. And then same thing with exercise, focus on adding in more of the good moves. And then it will make less room for you to do the things that are not serving you well. How do you deal with the fact that you are aging? Mm -hmm. Everybody is, everyone who's listening is aging fighting to live longer and to look better. And this message that you hear from, frankly, a lot of women who are like, you know, why don't you just accept and age gracefully? And I'm, I'm like, I think yeah. that how you define aging gracefully must be different from how I'm defining exactly. aging gracefully. So how do you define aging gracefully? Yeah. So first and foremost, anyone, I'm not going to convince anybody or try to convince anybody to do it my way or different than what they want. So if what's they're doing is working for them, more power to them. Like if they define aging gracefully a different way than me and they, and they want to keep doing that, then I'm all for that for them. But for me, to me, aging well, aging gracefully would mean aging in a way where movement works for me. I'm not in pain. I don't want to be in pain. It would look a way that I'm focused and I've got clarity and I feel confident and great about myself. I want that. Now, physical appearance, we can argue about that all day, all night. For me, when I feel like I look good on the outside, to me, I'm more confident. I'm more productive. I'm more focused. I'm happier. There's a lot that works for me when I feel that way. If I look in the mirror and I don't like what I'm seeing back and I'm upset about it, that's going to hinder my ability to help others, to be confident, to get on with my day, to do everything. So to me, I feel that that's important. Now, what you define as looking good versus what I do could differ too. Like mm-hmm. for me, I will never have all gray hair. That's just not going to happen. I'm so glad you said that because I think, you know, we have to have that honest conversation and say, but if that works for someone else, cool, that's great for you. I'm the same way. Like, I don't want to look 
older than I feel. That's yeah. my bottom line. And, and yeah. I feel like when I talk to 20 year olds, I'm like, hey, you're like, I feel like, oh, I forget sometimes. Oh my gosh, this person could be my kid. Yeah. Like I think of myself as 20 because I feel totally. young. But let's be honest, it does take more freaking maintenance. Like I was, just, I was just telling one yes. of my girlfriends the other day, I'm like, I used to be able to like get out of the shower and just get dressed and I could do my makeup in two seconds, run out the door. Right. Now it's like, I take a shower, I've got to spend like 20 extra minutes <laughs> lathering every inch up with yeah. lotion or I'm going to be an alligator, like, <laughs> you know? And yeah, it's taking a little bit longer. It helps my attitude though. Yeah. I, I mean, I just don't want to not care about that. I mean, I, I do care about that. And I don't, if somebody else doesn't, that's their thing, but I'm with you. It does. I do feel better about myself when I take care of that. I think that's an honest conversation you and I have a lot. And I think because not very many people are talking about it, the women who do feel like they want to look better also sometimes feel guilty. They're like, oh, I guess I'm just supposed to accept this Mm -hmm. I don't like the way I'm looking. I'm like, well, then put some under eye concealer on and <laughs> go, go see a stylist and update your hairstyle. And if you don't feel great about it, don't just, it's the mindset stuff that you're talking about. Don't just accept it. Yeah. And don't look for evidence that supports a negative belief. If you yes. believe you could look younger, you're right. Change up your style. And listen, I'm not opposed to Botox. If you want to go do some Botox, great. I do <laughs> Botox. I'm honest about that. Yeah. I do spend more time just thinking about what still looks young and youthful, but not like I'm trying so hard. I, I just don't even look for, I choose to not look for evidence of people saying I look old or, or that I look like I'm trying. Like, I don't care. Like their opinion does not matter to me. So I'm doing, I'm doing me and they can do them. But I will tell you, like when I, I've had this conversation with so many women that start with the whole, I don't, want to have to care about that or whatever. And I'll say, well, then don't. But then when I watch what happens is when they start changing their diet, they start losing the weight, they start getting healthier, they start changing their mindset. Next thing that comes is, oh, hey, tell me how you take care of your skin. How, mm -hmm. tell me, talk to you about your makeup and how you do that or, or about your hair. Like Now they actually are interested. So sometimes I think women are selling short on themselves. They're giving up too soon. And I want to really mention that because just because you feel like you don't know what to do, don't give up on yourself. Mm -hmm. Ask the questions and learn. Yeah. Because I feel that that's a bigger thing I see going on than I see people, you know, really just wanting to settle into that. They just don't know how, so they attack it instead. Oh, that is so huge. Hey, okay, so I've got something I have to tell you about. This is legit. This is a company that when I first started using this app, I'm like, this is so amazing. I need to tell my lifers about this. But I had Brett reach out to the company and see if we could. First, get a discount. If I'm going to tell you guys about this kind of stuff, it's like, I know you guys are going to love it, but I also want to hook you up. So write this down. Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com forward slash Shalene. What is it? All right. So you know, I'm always talking about the books that I read. Well, sometimes I listen to them on Audible and sometimes I listen to them on Blinkist. What's the difference? Well, Blinkist is an app that gives you kind of like the cliff notes, like a summary, but it's better than just an audible version of it. You can actually read the summary of the book. It's like all the best takeaways. So the only thing you might miss is some of the stories, right? But 
the best takeaways are boiled down for you so you can get through so many more books this way. It has changed the way that I consume my knowledge. And it's especially helpful for personal development type books. So there's a book that I would love for you to download and experience on Blinkist. It's called Digital Minimalism, and it's by Cal Newport. This is such a great book. And the reason why I want you to listen to it is because I want to do an episode about this book, and I want us all to take part in a detox, but not exactly like the one that's in the book, one that I think is kind of like a nice starter detox when it comes to social media and the distraction that our phones create. In fact, many of the books that I recommended in the episode I did where I talked about my top favorite books, including Never Split the Difference. That's that book I was telling you guys about that totally helped me figure out how to negotiate my way into and out of anything. Like This is a killer resource. Whether you've got kids or you're negotiating for things at work, you definitely want to listen to Never Split the Difference. So when you go to Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com forward slash Shaleen, they're going to give you your first seven days free. It's really affordable if you decide to keep it. If not, you can cancel. But your first seven days are free because you are a lifer. And I really appreciate them doing that for my listeners. Okay, again, the one, the book that I would love for you to listen to is called Digital Minimalism because we will follow up with an episode on how we are going to detox together. I've got a little challenge planned for us. And I would also love to talk about that book inside our pod squad. All right, that's it for now. Back to the show. Do you feel like your audience is in this place? Like, I feel like because I've, you know, we're friends and we're the mm-hmm. same age and okay, fine. You're a couple years younger, but <laughs> you know, we tend to like be going through things with our audience. Yes. What are you hearing from yeah. your audience about aging? Yeah. And, th- and that's a big reason, by the way, that I've started focusing more on this, on the aging market, because I think it is important. I'm hearing those two extremes, either people wanting the information and wanting help and feeling like not enough people are sharing the help and what to really do. And then I see the others that really don't know that it's even possible. So they're almost shaming people that want to try. Mm. And there's really a divide with that. And I've just been really committed to sticking with what I want to do, like what's serving me and others will follow that message. So I do tell women, especially women in their 40s and 50s that you know they're not too old and it's not too late. If they want to believe that, then that's their own, what I call false assumed truth. It's a belief that they've formed really based not on fact, just on what they've looked for. So they can choose to find evidence of either one. How have your hormones changed and yeah. how has it affected your, the way that you eat yeah. and the way that you look? And how do you feel like that impacts the way a woman feels about herself as she's aging? Yeah. So I think hormones are definitely a thing for sure. (laughs) And the way I would describe it for anyone that's not there yet into like getting close to perimenopause, it's kind of like super PMS. (laughs) So it's like that super PMS extreme that you get and it starts getting a little bit less regular, right? So you don't know always when you're going to predict it. But what I've realized really is that what's happened is it's not that I can't function with the hormone stuff happening, but what I've chosen to take responsibility for is this gets even more important how we're eating, how we're hydrating, what we're doing, how we're spending our time. Because where our 20-year-old body could maybe handle the pizza and the alcohol and the Doritos and the not work, you know, the, the not sleep or whatever, as we age, that stuff gets more and more important. And when you yeah. are eating an anti-inflammatory, healthy food diet that's there to support you, 
I notice the shifts are less. I don't have the extreme up and down hormones, hormone shift. So that's what, and, and I, and I also, I, I have no problem with hormone replacement therapy, by the way. I just advise women actually get tested for it before they're just, you know, self doing things. Hopefully any reputable doctor is actually going to do yes. adequate testing. But to remember that so much of our hormones can be influenced by both our food, yes. our exercise, and our stress. Oh so what gosh. recommendations do you have and share with us what people can learn in the book about how they can control and begin to have some effect on hormones by influencing the level of stress they have in their lives? Yes. Oh my gosh. And that's such a big one. <laughs> I'm still working on that one myself. Just to be <laughs> really real. I think if, if something happens to me, it's because of stress, because that, that is something that I do struggle with. And yes, especially like the women listening that are waking up at three in the morning, that's typically your cortisol that's messed up. <laughs> so that wakes us up at three in the morning in a panic. And I've been there before. So mm. really... Dialing that in is important. Now, I used to cringe. Shalina, I don't know about you. Do you meditate, by the way? Are you a meditator? I do, but not in a traditional sense. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. I'm not a traditional meditator. Like that doesn't work for me, but I have my own methods of doing it. Like for instance, I'll go, I live in a great neighborhood with a, with a lake and I'll go walk around that without my phone, without anything. And I just get really yes. present into what I'm seeing and what I'm noticing. And I literally will tell myself, I see this right now. I see this. This is in my view. And I hear this. I hear this. Just to get myself out of my own head and into what my surroundings are. Walking meditation, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. We call it moving meditation. Yes. And I think that's, you know, when you look at what's happening in the brain and the objective of meditation, and if you are able to, to make that happen through means other than sitting with your eyes closed, you know, with your palms facing upward on the tops of your knees. Yeah. You know, there, there are other ways to do that. So what you've just shared is a great example. And you've got so many, you know, routines. Like, because we're friends, I know so many of you. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm not texting her after a certain time because I know she's already in bed. Like, you're really good at putting structure into your life. But yeah. you haven't always been, right? No. So share with us, how, how have you been able to create yeah. And then maintain those healthy habits. So I have to habit hack a lot. Like I have to really trick myself into creating habits. So for instance, like I have known that I, a morning routine is important. I mean, anyone listening to you knows how much you take seriously your morning routine too. Mm -hmm. And, but I would struggle with, like, I don't do it every day. Like I would know to do it, but I wouldn't do it every day. So I had to sort of start like habit hacking and like put things in a place that I wouldn't be able to avoid it. And I may have gotten this initially from usually actually, but I like literally on my nightstand before I go to bed, I put my supplements for the morning, like whatever I'm taking, I put my gratitude journal, I'll put my headphones and I've already selected a mm -hmm. podcast. Like I have to like literally put everything I want, my yes. morning routine right there next to me so that I don't even think about it in the morning and I just go to it. And you set um, up your morning the night before. Did you hear that, ladies? Yes. And write that down. Yes. Sets up her morning. Her morning routine is established the night before. If I do not do that, I will not do my morning routine. It's like, it's never failed. <laughs> if, I, if I'm too tired yeah. to set up my morning routine, it doesn't happen. So that's cool. I also have to make rules with myself, like not checking my phone, <laughs> like not checking my yeah. cell phone. Because the second I do, my whole day is thrown off. It starts mm -hmm. differently. So, and, I, and I'm not perfect at this. I mean, I definitely, I would say it's what I do most of the time, not what I do every single day. There's definitely yeah. mornings I don't do this. But uh, things like drinking more water, like a lot of women say, I can't, I don't drink enough water. And I know the importance of it, but I wasn't doing it either. So I find I have to put it any place I'm going to be. So I have a bottle with me in my car, in my bag, by my laptop. 
So whenever I'm recording podcasts, I, my water is right there. If it's right there in my sight, I will remember to drink it and do it. I did an episode recently talking about what women are thinking and feeling about themselves as they begin to age. And I almost didn't produce the episode because it was so depressing to hear what women are going through. And that's why I want to tell you, if, if you listen to that episode or if the thoughts you're having are so negative, it's almost hard to get out of your head, I want you to pick up this book, Aging in Reverse, because I have to tell you, the first 10 chapters are devoted to helping you really, or I should say sections, Yes. First 10 topics are all devoted to like, you've got to change your mindset yes. first. Like, and you give them not just like, hey, think differently. You give them specifics for their yes. daily routine. You talk about specifics of changing the way that you think and your focus. And you talk to them specifically about how to create new habits. And here's the one I love, people. <laughs> how, how much people influence the way you think and the way that you feel and how you feel about yourself. Oh my gosh, so true. And so I love that you start this book with that in mind first, because if that doesn't shift, as you say, if you don't change your state, nothing's uh -huh. going to change. And then you move on to plate. And then the last piece, which I'm like, again, brilliant, the way you've prioritized this, the last piece is weight. And frankly, to your point, if you've done both your state and your plate, the weight is you don't have to worry about that. That's going to all fall into place. So true. And like, like Shalim, you know, our friends, like people that live this, we know that they are never talking about like, oh, I, ha I have to go work out or what do I do for my workout? Because their seat and their plate are already there. It's yeah. like, you're so right about that. When those things are there, the movement is easy that you want to do that then. Natalie, is your book available for pre-order yet? Yes. You can pre-order it now and it hits stores very soon. You can get it um, anywhere on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, but I also set up if they want some bonuses. It's www.age-in-reverse.com. So it is age and then a dash, not uh -huh. an underscore, age-in-reverse.com? Yes. Beautiful. And why would somebody not want bonuses? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, my gosh, the book is like less than $17 and it could seriously change your life and help you level up everything. So get the book. I think people don't realize that when you pre-order a book, you don't have to pay for it right. until it comes out too. So that's kind of nice. So like, you know, you know, you need to pick it up. If you wait until it comes out, you'll forget. So do it right now. If you're listening to this on a digital device, which I'm sure you are, the podcast will keep playing. Mm -hmm. You can go to your Safari or wherever, Chrome, whatever it is, whatever device you're on, go to the internet and yeah. type that in, age-in-reverse.com and just place your pre-order so you get those bonuses. Yes. And everything I teach, by the way, goes along with what Shaleen teaches in 131. So there's no conflict there. If no, absolutely. And, and you know, we vibe together and, and you've done so much to influence me. And we always talk about these things together. Like, hey, have you tried this? What about okay. this? Have you heard about that? How are you feeling? Like, it's really fun to have a community of women that are on the same mission and they help to shape your beliefs and yeah. help you to, because you really can, you, you can begin to look younger than you do right now. And I think all of us just want to look in the mirror and go, oh, okay, I recognize that person because what I'm seeing reflects what I feel. Yeah. And that's something we have to do from the inside out. Yes. Natalie, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you so much for having me. And where can people catch up with you? What social media platform are you the most active on? Oh my gosh. 
at Natalie Jill Fit everywhere. Probably Instagram. Natalie Jill yep. Fit. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.